Okay, there is somebody right now on a Peloton who is raising his hand and saying, this is me, this is me. (laughs) Hi, I'm Michael Hyatt. And I'm Megan Hyatt Miller. And this is Lead to Win, a weekly podcast to help you win at work and succeed at life. And today we want to talk about delegation for leaders and for business owners. Megan, is this a favorite topic of yours or what? I'm kind of jumping up and down on the inside right now because I love delegation. And it's one of my favorite topics because it's where we really see some of the biggest transformation for our coaching clients. You know, people very often come to us with that sense of, gosh, if I could just clone myself or there's just not enough of me to go around or there's just not enough hours in the day. And once they understand our philosophy of delegation, it just unlocks a whole different level, not only of their own productivity, but really of their business performance. And so that gets me excited because really whatever happens with the leader uh, has an exponential impact on the rest of the business. You know, this is one of the keys to scaling your business too. And we often have people when they come into our coaching program that are kind of a little bit afraid of scaling because they think that what that means is they got to put in more hours or they've got to raise their prices and they already feel like they're maybe charging too much or charging as much as they can. And they don't see any way out. And they've never really considered delegation. But I promise you, delegation is the key to growing your business to having more margin in your life, to just enjoying both work and life more. Well, what I also hear reported back to us from our clients and from our coaching team is that people tell us that they've tried delegation and it, quote unquote, doesn't work for them. So maybe you're listening to us and you're thinking, yeah, I've tried delegation and it just didn't work for me. Well, you are the person who this podcast is for. Because we're going to tell you why it didn't work for you and help you figure out how to make it work for you. Because let me tell you, it is such an accelerator to your future performance. You can't afford not to figure this out. And honestly, once you do, there would be no stopping you. All right, Ken, do you know what's happening right now? No, I have no idea. (laughs) (laughs) Well, first of all, it's your favorite time of year, finally. Yes! We can act, okay, like I give approval for us to actually listen to Christmas music now that Thanksgiving's over. Jingle bells, jingle bells. Yes. Uh, it's our holiday sale here at Full Focus. Oh, and we have better. some really awesome deals going on. Especially if for some reason you missed out on our Black Friday deals, this is a great time to get your planners and everything for the new year. And so we have got uh, some awesome deals. So we've got ten percent off site wide. Um, we've got where you can get a free um, your best year ever vinyl sticker pack. For any new planner subscription that you sign up for. So these are great to put on things like your Stanley mug. Wow, you already put them on your Stanley mug? And if you got them if you got them on Black Friday, these are different. These are these are gonna be new for the new year. Uh, but they're great for that. You can also put them on your planner, you can put them on your computer, wherever you want them. 
They're great. They're great stickers. We're also doing 25% off courses. Let's go. So specifically, we've been talking a lot about our goal setting course. um, And this is going to be $75 off and you get a free ticket to your best year ever live with your purchase. So you definitely don't. It's like a crazy, crazy, crazy deal. So you don't want to miss out on that. And your favorite thing, which is our certification program. We're doing $800 off of it. And this is a fantastic time of year to get in. Um, We are actually going to be doing a beta group for our new digital planner. Yes, it's going to be fantastic. crazy exciting. So anyways, go to fullfocusstore.com now. Shop our holiday sale. Make sure to use the code HOLIDAY10 to get all these deals and more. Well, was there ever a time when you were not very good at delegation? No. <laughs> wow. Okay. Well, that's honest. I, I have. I. I definitely have a story. You do because yes, I haven't always been good at it. In fact, I was pretty bad at it. Like that I had really surprises a, me. Really? Yeah. I. I figured I learned it from you. I mean, I feel like I've. I've probably been delegating. I have four younger sisters, so. You know, as soon as I could talk and point, I was delegating is, is pretty much what I think. <laughs> yeah, I think you were about three. Right. In fact, you were reverse delegating to your parents at that yeah. point. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Still but, do. Yeah. So like one of my first jobs out of college, um, I was running a marketing department for a small publishing company and I had an executive assistant and I literally didn't know what to do with her. You know, she came to me one day, she said, you know, I don't really have anything to do. Ah. She said, can can you give me some work to do? And I was like, wow. And then I thought to myself, this shows how stupid I was. I literally thought, I don't need an executive assistant. It's too much work because I not only have to figure out what I've got to do, I've got to figure out what my assistant has to do. And I don't have time for that. So literally when I founded my first company, my partner and I both had the same philosophy. We both had the same experience. And we both looked at at each other and we said, we don't need no stinking assistance. We can just do this all ourselves." And boy, were we wrong. That was about the stupidest thing we could do. So I, I think as, as we begin looking at this, we're going to get into some really practical how-to, so stay with us. But I want to talk about three mistakes that leaders and business owners and executives make when it comes to delegation. Yeah, I'm really excited about this because, well, I think I've always been pretty good at delegating. I also know, because of course I had a little preview of this content, I've I've also made these mistakes, primarily two more than the third one. But this is going to help you understand maybe why you're not getting the results from delegation that you've been promised. (laughs) So mistake number one, when it comes to delegation, every leader's made this mistake, except apparently you, Megan, but every other leader makes this mistake and it's hesitation. They just hesitate to delegate. And it's because they have these conversations going on inside of their head that sound like this. And it's really one of three things in my experience. It's like, well, nobody can do it as well as I can do it. Therefore, I have to do it myself. So this is one part arrogance and one part perfectionism. Mm -hmm. And both of those are lethal to delegation and will inhibit your ability to scale 
and grow your business and get the life you want. Because here's reality. There are people out there that can not only do it as well as you do it, they can actually do it better than you do it. Mm -hmm. You just have got to find the right people. And you may have had the unfortunate experience of working with the wrong person, and that person couldn't meet your standards. But that could have been for a variety of reasons, like you were expecting them to read your mind, or it could have been you just had the wrong person that wasn't a fit for the job. But regardless, that's not a reason to hesitate. Okay, there is somebody right now on a Peloton who is raising his hand and saying, this is me, this is me. <laughs> this yeah. story sounds so familiar, you know, or, or there's somebody in their car right now on the way to the office. It's like, oh my gosh, how did you know this about me? You know, and I, I think that this is probably the thing we hear most from clients who join our coaching program that we have been very successful in turning around, I must say, for people is just moving them from a place of hesitation, either because of perfectionism or arrogance or fear. You know, that's the, that's the other thing. I think you didn't say fear, but I think that's that can be in there as well. And causing people not to delegate, which just perpetuates being stuck and feeling overwhelmed. So true. Okay, the other conversation that often goes on inside of a leader's head is they think to themselves, I can't afford it. I guess I'll right. have to just do it myself. Tell but here's the problem with that math. You can't afford, likely, not to do it. Mm -hmm. So to give you an example, when I started this business, Full Focus, the business formerly known as Michael Hyatt Company, when I started this company... I thought I couldn't afford an assistant. I have to do everything myself. So I've got to do the bookkeeping. I have to run errands. I have to mail out whatever needs to be mailed out. I have to do the invoicing. I had to do all the administrative stuff on the back end. But here's the problem with it. If you think about what your time's worth, the math simply doesn't make sense. And I'm just going to pick a couple numbers here to try to make it simple and make the math easy. But if you take, for example, somebody who's making $100,000 a year. Now, I, I know some of you are listening to this or making way, way, way more than that. You can do the math for yourself. I'll give you the formula here. If you take how much you make a year and you divide it by 2,000, that's roughly going to give you your the amount you're paid per hour. So at $100,000 a year, that comes out to about $50 an hour, okay? So let's say that you could hire an executive assistant for $25 an hour. Now, some of you may be able to hire one for less. Some of you may pay a lot more than that. And particularly in this environment, probably more on the higher side. But again, just keep the math simple. You're making, let's just assume, you're making $50 an hour. You could pay somebody $25 an hour. Does it make sense for you to do the work yourself at $50 an hour or hire someone to do it at $25 an hour? Well, what I love about this equation is you're already paying somebody $50 an hour to do this job. Their That's name is right. your name. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's exactly right. And and you're probably not that good at it. So right. yeah, there may be some things that you do that you're extremely proficient at, but probably the things that, that we're talking about delegating, you're not that good at. Right. And you'd be so far ahead if you could figure out how to delegate it. But here's here's even the bigger issue. Not only are you overpaying for sub-quality work, that's bad enough, Right. but worse, there's the opportunity cost of what you're not doing while you're doing that, and can I just call it low-level work? 
you know, it's not low level to somebody, but to you, it's low level work. And, and while you're doing that, you're not generating revenue. You're not spending time with clients. You're not fixing your marketing funnels. You're not doing all the things that lead to growth because you're too bogged down in the administrative detail that, that doesn't really move your business forward. Yeah. And, you know, I think the idea of leverage is important here because what we want to be doing is spending our time on the highest leverage work possible, meaning that for the effort expended, we get a disproportionate return on that investment, right? You don't want to like a one for one return. That wouldn't be that exciting. You know, you really want some kind of an exponential return so that when you put in an hour, if you're, if your time is worth $50 an hour, you want to get $150 back, not just $50 back. You know, you really want to get some kind of exponential ROI. And that's what we're going for here. So you don't want negative ROI where you put in $50 and you get $25 back, you know? That's right. So uh, I think that that's a good way to think about it. And, and you're right. You know, primarily you're the person in your business or on your or in your department or team who's driving the business forward. And there are certain activities that, that do that, that generate more revenue for your business. And if you can hire somebody to do some of the things that are not generating revenue or not generating as much revenue that are less expensive to resource, then you can be leveraged for that higher leverage work that we're talking about. Well, just to give you a concrete example, when I started this business, you know, I, as I explained, I was kind of foolish. I didn't want to hire an assistant because I thought I couldn't afford it and I just needed to do it myself, which kept me from doing the very things that would grow my business. But right. once I finally came to the conclusion that I needed to hire somebody in there, you know, I was hoping that it would free me up to take advantage of the time to to redeploy to generating revenue. Once I did that, I was shocked how fast I recouped the investment. So I hired somebody initially for like 10 hours a week. And so I, I took those same 10 hours that I was doing all those unproductive, non-revenue generating activities and I started focusing on revenue generating activity. And what that did was immediately grew my business, which automatically paid for the executive assistant. So that I took her from 10 hours to 20 hours, from 20 hours to 30 hours, from 30 hours to 40 hours, because it paid for itself. It just kept freeing me up to do those high leverage things that only I could do. You know, not everybody could do it in the company, but it was the thing that I could do. And it was my, the best and highest use of me. Absolutely. Well, this is an exciting opportunity when you start doing the math and it makes the decisions really clear. The math makes the decision for you. You really can't afford not to delegate. And I hope that's what people hear as we're talking about this first mistake, hesitation that causes people not to delegate. You know, this is this is like a critical thing that we all have to think about. You know, what does it cost us to do the various tasks that we're doing? And does it make sense for us to continue to do those tasks given our hourly rate? Marissa, I cannot tell you how excited I am for your best year ever live coming up January 5th. Yes, I'm so excited too. I can't wait. Yes, this is the event that you would want to come attend. If you're just like, man, I want to look at how well did I do in the past, but I also want to set myself up for success to have, like we call it in the title, your best yeah. year ever. This is the event you want to be at. We have thousands of people coming to this event yes. already. And you and I will be emceeing this event. Yes. So there's going to be a lot of fun, a lot of excitement to come join us to make it a great year for you. Yes. Now, in order for you to receive it, all you have to do is buy the Full Focus Goal Setting Course 
and you get a ticket to your best year ever. Yes. And the best part is that that course is 25% off right now. So uh, you're going to get a discount and a ticket to the live event, which is normally $197. That's a killer so deal. So it's a killer deal. It's a no-brainer in my opinion. Um, but definitely join us. It's going to be so much fun. January 5th, it's totally virtual. So no matter where you are in the world or um, you know whether you can get on a plane or not, don't worry about it. You don't have to. You can do this from the comfort of your own home. And we'll be right there. Yeah. And just imagine having your goals already set for the entire year and a plan to execute them. Yeah. That's worth all the money that you can. And the best part, it's a free event for you if you buy the Full Focus Goal Setting Course. Yes. All right. Well, we would love to see you there. So make sure to go to fullfocusstore.com and take advantage of this deal. We'd love to see you at your best driver live. So that's the first big mistake that leaders make in delegation is they hesitate. The second one, though, is I, I call it abdication. So there's hesitation, there's abdication. And what this is, is um, we basically make an assignment to somebody that we're delegating to, and then we abdicate, which means we disappear. Mm-hmm. We don't give a lot of direction. We get frustrated when the people that we've delegated to don't meet our standards And it's because we were expecting them to read our minds. We weren't clear about the outcome. We didn't define the win. And as a result, we left them guessing. They did the best they could, given the fact that we weren't there to ask. We didn't provide the direction. We've abdicated. So they did the best they could. And then we get frustrated. Well, the solution is not to try to go it alone, which is what I did with my business partner. No, the solution is to get really clear about your expectations. And Megan, this is kind of where those five levels of delegation come in, right? To where you can be crystal clear with the person you're delegating to what your expectation is and what it is you want them to do exactly. People are usually pretty good about delivering the results if we're clear about what what we want. Well, and, and this is the place I think where I have struggled in the past. I, I don't lean toward being a micromanager, but there's always more that I want to do than I have time to do. So I'm really excited to just get stuff off my plate and run on to the next thing. And what I have learned is that often I have expected people to read my mind or really I have not empowered people to succeed. And the thing is, in most cases, If we're talking about executive assistants, the kind of people who are great executive assistants are people who have the ability to plan, who think through the details and all of that. The problem is oftentimes what makes a great leader is someone who is very big picture oriented. Uh, You know, they have a lot of vision. They move really fast. Well, that can create a real gap between what lives up in our head as a leader and the ability or the discipline to get that out of our head out through our mouth into a format that someone else, you know, really a vision, we would call this in the full focus system, a vision that then you can align someone else to so that they can execute with empowerment, vision, alignment, execution. That's the full focus system. And I think where the breakdown typically is when we're talking about abdication is that we we are frustrated because the execution isn't great, but we don't have the vision or the alignment that's necessary to set somebody up for really high quality 
execution. So if we want to have a great outcome of delegation, we've got to nail those two things. And I think what you're talking about, maybe we can go into this now um, with the five levels of delegation is really a tool for articulating your vision around uh, delegation. Well, I think a lot of times we don't articulate that vision because we think, gosh, I don't have the time right now. You know, it's just faster to do it myself. Right. Well, it is faster to do yourself the first time. Mm-hmm. But if you could make that investment in somebody, and for example, in my situation, if I could teach somebody how to handle my email inbox in a way that I want it handled, then I can forget about it. And that's exactly what I did that years ago. And now Jim Kelly, who's my executive assistant, manages my email inbox. He handles it beautifully, much better than I could do it. And so it, but it, but it took that time on the front end to make the investment of being clear and defining the win. And if we'll do that, and that's some of the kind of the tools that we have inside of the Business Accelerator Coaching Program, tools that help you make that vision piece clear right. so that you can get the alignment you're talking about, Megan, and then drive the execution. Okay, so if you're thinking about your vision for delegation, let's say you want to host a dinner for your best clients that will help to secure their business in the next year. The question is, what's your vision for the delegation of that project to the person you're going to hand it off to? And what we like to think of are five levels of delegation that help you determine this. Okay, so level number one is do as I say. So basically, you have a fully fleshed out vision in mind for this dinner. You know exactly what you want on the menu. You know exactly where you want to host it. You know who the guests are. Uh, you know what the programming should be. You want someone to basically just make your vision for this event a reality. So level one is do as I say. Level two you may have a little less clarity about what you want to do. And so this is research and report. What you may ask in your delegation in this case is, uh, I'm not sure which restaurant I want to host this dinner at. Would you see, uh, would you bring me a list of all the restaurants that have private dining available in a private dining room? And so that is the delegation. So that's level number two, research and report. Now, level number three is one of my favorite levels of delegation, which is research and recommend. Recommendations are one of the best ways to manage decision fatigue and really uh, increase your capacity exponentially because sorting through all that research that has been reported to you or that you have to go find yourself in some cases can get really exhausting. So this level three in which someone says, um, you know, here are the three restaurants locally within 10 miles that have private dining. I recommend that you do the one at Stony River because uh, that's the quietest and they have the best server to guest ratio or something like that, you know? And so now all of a sudden, you know, more than likely you're just going to say, okay, let's go with that. Let's go to Stony River. Your decision-making just got really easy. So that's uh, level number three, research and recommend. So- I'm sorry, I'm just going to interrupt you there. I, I think one of the reasons this is my favorite is because, first of all, research is not everybody's strong suit. Right. Right. Not everybody's high on their fact finder if you look at the Colby assessment. But uh, it's not my favorite thing to do either, though I am high on Fact Finder, and it takes an extraordinary amount of time. And so this right. just kind of you know creates a uh, somebody that can go out and do that for you and saves you a lot of the legwork of trying to figure it out. Well, one of the things too, a little pro tip here: if you have a new executive assistant, 
You may not uh, get the recommendations that are spot on at the beginning because that person is learning your preferences and how you make decisions. But if you'll provide feedback along the way and you say, well, I'm not going to go with Stony River because actually I really like this other option because of X, Y, Z, then they're going to all of a sudden have that in their mind as a criteria for their next recommendation. If you'll show your work, as my husband Joel says, and it'll really help dial in those recommendations over time. And before long, they'll be recommending things to you that you always say yes to because it, it meets your criteria. That's great. Okay, you want to pick up with number four? Yeah, so let's go on to level number four, which is decide and inform. So this is basically you're turning this over to someone and they're going to make the decision on the restaurant. Maybe you share a little bit of a criteria on the front end, but they're going to go and pick the restaurant and just let you know that they're, they've decided on Stony River and, you know, you just need to show up on Friday night at 6.30 PM. Uh, that's great because you didn't have to do anything. This is someone who has learned your preferences and they are able to really delegate or execute on the delegations that you've given them without a lot of input from you. And that's fantastic. And then level number five is to act independently. <laughs> in, in my example here, this is where the person has done their own research, they've made the decision, and they haven't necessarily even informed you. So this might be somebody that you delegated this to where you're not actually going to attend the dinner. You've just said that the dinner needs to happen. You know, we want to secure these clients for the next year or whatever. And there, maybe this is somebody on your sales team. They're going to host a dinner that with that is the outcome. And they're not even going to tell you that they picked Stone River, they're just going to go execute this dinner and hopefully it's a great success. So that's level number five. So we've got uh, just a review here. We've got level number one, do as I say. Level number two, research and report. Level number three, research and recommend, one of our personal favorites. Level number four, decide and inform. And level number five, act independently. Excellent. Okay, so this is all under the mistake of abdication. Yep. So instead of abdicating, instead of dumping and running, instead of just dumping this on your assistant's lap and say, good luck, hope you can read my mind. No, we're going to give them clear direction, specifically clarity about the level of authority that they have to act, but also, again, to define what the win looks like. You know, you may say, for example, um, you know, say pick any restaurant you want, but here are kind of the attributes I'm looking for. Mm -hmm. So you, you're defining the win, but you're giving them a lot of autonomy and a lot of discretion inside of that to make their own decisions, yep. which by the way, is a great thing for developing people and also gives them a lot of satisfaction. Like they've got agency over the project and are simply not, you know, a robot executing what you want. Okay. Third mistake. First one again. Hesitation, mistake number two, abdication, mistake number three, suffocation. This is micromanagement. This is where, and and we've all worked, I think we've all worked for people like this. Megan, have you ever worked for somebody like this? Oh, yes. I once worked for someone who- What was their name? I, yeah. Just between us. Yeah, just between us. <laughs> I could tell you, but I'd have to kill you. I once worked for someone who was so suffocating that she had a particular way that she demanded that file folders be placed on her desk. So this dates me right here. And oh one time- God, I know who you're talking about. I know, you do know. One time I set a file folder on her desk in the incorrect manner. I was new and she screamed at me for it, literally. And- I cried the whole way home and quit that very day because I was like, this is so 
irrational and suffocating. So th- that would be like the most extreme form of suffocation, but woo, it was toxic. One of your sisters had also a negative experience with that same person. Yes, that's really true. For similar reasons. Yeah. A third sister actually survived her and did quite well with her, but I'm not sure what her secret was, but we should bottle that and sell it. But regardless. <laughs> or we could just uh, learn to not be suffocating. And that's really what we're focused on right here. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That's one option. Yeah. No, that's a, that's a great option. Yeah. So I used to work for a guy and it was my dream job. I got this this job. I wasn't too far out of college and I'd been this director of marketing for this small publishing company, same one where I had an assistant and didn't know what to do with her. And so then I got promoted to go to work on the editorial side of the business, which is actually the bookmaking part of the business where you're working with authors, you're doing the editing work, you're getting the book ready for publication. And man, that would be, that had been my dream job forever, ever since college. So I finally get this job and I get this boss that's a legend in our industry. Everybody knew him. He was very friendly, very outgoing, super relational and suffocating. So at the end of my first day, um, I had a pretty good day. You know, I was just kind of learning the ropes, figured it out, figured out what I was going to do. He came into my office and he said, so tell me what you did today. And he had a big smile on his face. And I said, oh man, well, I did a little bit of this. I did a little bit of that, you know, and I just kind of gave him just, you know, a quick 30 second sketch. And he said, no, I mean, what did you do in detail? And he looked at me with no smile on his face. And I said, well, what do you mean? And he said, here's what I want you to do. I want you to start tracking your time in 15 minute increments on a log. And then we'll get together at the end of each day and we'll talk about, we'll go through your log and we'll talk about what you did. Oh my gosh. Well, at first I thought he was kidding. <laughs> I, you know, I'm wait, waiting for him to crack up or, cause I'd never been managed like that, but he was dead serious. And that's what we did. I lasted in that job for six months and I was looking for the door after three months. Wow. So if you want to stifle people that are creative, if you want to run off otherwise productive people, micromanage them. Mm -hmm. If you wonder if you're a micromanager, if you suspect that you are, ask. Mm -hmm. You know, just ask your team, just say, you know, I I, I really want your honest feedback here. Am I over-managing you? And I tell you, it's when you do that, it will run people off because people don't want to be constrained in that way. They want some autonomy. They want some freedom. They want to be able to execute without you just hovering over them uh, all the time. Now, I think that comes from a place, I don't know. I I don't know if it comes from a place of arrogance. You know, nobody can do it as well as I can. So I'm going to have to supervise you to make sure that you, you know, dot every I and cross every T exactly like I would do it. Or if it comes from insecurity, Mm -hmm. you know, your work's going to reflect on me. So I got to make sure that it's super right. I've got to be on top of it all the time. Or what? But it's really destructive. It's really unhealthy. It is. So stop it. Yeah. So stop it. But the question is, how do you stop it? Right? And I think that this goes back to our discussion of the full focus system, vision, alignment, and execution. Because what happens sometimes is that people are micromanaging the execution because they didn't know how or they didn't take the time to articulate a vision. And then to ensure that they have alignment. And this is something, again, that we teach in our coaching program, Business Accelerator, 
over and over. It's really kind of the thread that runs through everything that we teach because these things are all related to each other. And most often what you find in coaching programs or business books is are, is going to be a lot about execution. And people don't go upstream far enough to the root problem that's actually causing the faulty execution, which is either a deficit on the vision side or the alignment side. And so when you're delegating, if you're not going to micromanage people, but you really care about excellence, then you've got to pay special attention to articulating the vision for what it is that you want as the outcome, including the criteria. And this is, again, something that we teach in detail how to do in our coaching program. Then you've got to get the person who you're delegating to aligned to that vision, which means you've got to sit with them. You've got to explain what the vision is and the the vision must be written down in some way. You've got to allow them to ask questions. This is one of the biggest mistakes people make is they just kind of lob this delegation over the fence and hope there's somebody on the other side to catch it. And they haven't really looked the person in the eye and made sure that they have the ball, you know, that they have it, that they understand is where metaphor breaks down. But, you know, do they understand exactly what's being requested? Do they need to clarify, for example, you know, what kind of restaurant are we going to choose? Do you want a restaurant that's fine dining or more casual? You know, you, you want the opportunity if you haven't articulated details like that in your vision for the person who's taking the delegation and running with it to be able to ask because then... They're now empowered through alignment to your vision to execute on your behalf and really uh, meet or exceed your expectations. That's what we want. And usually these are the issues that are in play with someone who is suffocating in their delegation style. Well, just a pro tip here, stay focused. If you're the leader, stay focused on answering the question, what, not how. Yeah. Now, if you're doing technical training, you might have to show the person how, But for most of us, the person can figure out the how. Mm -hmm. And in fact, if they don't know clearly, just the whole exercise of trying to figure out the how will be very helpful in their own development. But stay focused on the what. And by that, I mean stay focused on the outcomes that you want, not how the person accomplishes it. Because honestly, you don't really care. Obviously, you want it accomplished as inexpensively, as quickly, you know, all those things as you can. But don't dictate the how. Right. Just stay focused on the what. So, you, for example, you don't need to say, this would be suffocating, you know, I, I need you to go and research uh, restaurants and make a recommendation for this client dinner that I want to do. And, I, you know, what you, what you need to do is you need to email the general manager at XYZ restaurant and then do a follow-up phone call within 24 hours if you don't hear back. Like, that would be suffocating. You just need to say the That's outcome right. that you're after and let that person figure out. Maybe they have contacts you don't know about. It doesn't really matter. That's not that's not within your lane to dictate as you delegate how they do what they do unless there's some material reason why it matters. That's right. Okay, so today we've been talking about the three biggest mistakes people make when it comes to delegation. We've talked about hesitation, We've talked about abdication, and we've talked about suffocation. So maybe you're guilty of one, maybe you're guilty of all three, but the good news is you can fix this. You could become a master delegator. Megan, any final thoughts? Yeah. You know, if you're listening to this and and you're thinking, gosh, I don't know how, but they, they totally know where I'm struggling with delegation and your curiosity is kind of peaked here. 
I'm gonna encourage you to go ahead and book that uh, business performance assessment call that we talked about earlier. Um, the reason for that is because in that call, once you've taken the assessment, you're gonna get insight as to whether you're struggling with vision, alignment, or execution, and exactly what to do about it. And that insight could be the game changer for scaling your business in a way that you've never had access to before. As I said earlier, you know, what we want to do is we want to move beyond kind of treating the surface level symptoms and we want to get uh, to the root issue that's causing the things that you're struggling with, right? So that we can resolve it and really empower you to achieve what you're capable of as a leader, but also, and most importantly, in your business or organization as a whole. And what I love about this assessment is it's going to give you such targeted intel on whether it's vision, alignment, or execution. And there's kind of some subsets under that that are very particular that you'll learn about in the assessment and our team can walk you through that. So go ahead and make sure you book that call so you're able to uh, get those insights. And just to be clear, that call and the assessment are free. Totally So free. this is something you've got to take advantage of if you want to go to the next level. So to take advantage of this free offer, go to businessaccelerator.com slash podcast. Guys, thanks so much for joining us. Megan, thank you for your insights. We'll look forward to talking to you guys next week. Until then, lead to win. All right, Ken, do you know what's happening right now? No, I have no idea. <laughs> well, first of all, it's your favorite time of year, finally. It's, yes! We can act, okay, like I give approval for us to actually listen to Christmas music now that Thanksgiving's over. Jingle bells, jingle. Yes. Uh, it's our holiday sale here at Full Focus. Oh, And we have better. some really awesome deals going on, especially if for some reason you missed out on our Black Friday deals. This is a great time to get your planners and everything for the new year. And so we have got uh, some awesome deals. So we've got 10% off site-wide. Um, we've got where you can get a free um, Your Best Year Ever vinyl sticker pack for any new planner subscri subscription that you sign up for. So these are great to put on things like your Stanley mug. Wow, you already put them on yeah. your Stanley mug? And if are you got them, them if you got them on Black Friday, these are different. These are these are going to be new for the new year. Uh, but they're great for that. You can also put them on your planner, you can put them on your computer, wherever you want them. But they're great. great. They're great stickers. We're also doing 25% off courses. Let's go. So specifically, we've been talking a lot about our goal setting course. Um, and this is going to be $75 off and you get a free ticket to your best year ever live with your purchase. So you definitely don't. It's huge. like a crazy, crazy, crazy deal. So you don't want to miss out on that. And your favorite thing, which is our certification program we're doing $800 off of it. And this is a fantastic time of year to get in. Um, we are actually going to be doing a beta group for our new digital planner. Yes. It's going to be fantastic. Crazy exciting. So anyways, go to fullfocusstore.com now shop our holiday sale. Make sure to use the code holiday 10 to get all these deals and more.